What's happening, Z-Pack? It's your boy, Z-Dog MD, or Z-Dog, as they call me in Canada, the UK, and the rest of the civilized world. Today, I'm doing a show for the whole page, not just supporters. So if you are a supporter, use your inside voice, not the voice we use on the supporter page where the F-bombs go flying and career-ending statements are made. All right. Today, I want to talk about something that one of the uh, fans sent me. Um, it's a Reddit post by a female nurse in Pennsylvania who posted it on the r slash legal advice Reddit. Hi, Cynthia. What up, supporter Cynthia? And it is entitled, I hit one of my patients tonight. And I think this is an important story that we should all listen to because it gets to the heart of the hashtag silent no more, the whole idea that Frontline healthcare workers are being assaulted. Thank you for the stars, uh, Sarah. That's a nice tip. We're being assaulted with very little support. Uh, usually, a often a management statement of this is what you signed up for, this is what you're paid for to take this kind of abuse. And then when something goes wrong, we're kind of left to fend for ourselves. Uh, but what can we do? What are some ins and outs of this? So let's read this story, okay? <clears throat> I'm gonna read her words. Tonight, I assaulted a patient of mine. I'm an RN in Pennsylvania. Okay, now, first of all, she shouldn't have said that because that's not really what this is, in my opinion, but take a look. I had to do care for a known... But, but think why she might say that. She's a nurse. Nurses care about people. They're taking care of patients. So if something like this happens, she's going to feel terrible. All right, let's read this. I had to do care for a known violent patient who had attacked several nurses in the past. I had to draw his blood and change him because he was covered in urine. I brought a male nurse in with me. Uh, while drawing his blood, the male nurse was holding him down and he was still punching and kicking and threatening us. I told the male nurse, my superior, by the way, that we needed to stop or get more help, but he refused and said we had to get him changed. Okay. Here we are. Now, we finally got the blood and we're trying to take his clothes off and get a clean brief and gown on him. Then he grabbed my arm so hard, he left bruises and started kicking me and threatening to piss on my face. Some people pay for that, but not in healthcare when you're being attacked. I panicked, I don't know what else to say, but I hit him in the nuts because it was the closest part to me. He let me go and we finished changing him. Wow, I mean, already it's like, holy shit, right? In my defense, I say it was self-defense and the male nurse with me said it was okay afterwards. He suggested I, t quote, take a walk and have a cigarette. That's highly, highly appropriate in healthcare. Uh, he's not even, you're not even a respiratory therapist. I mean, we all know only the respiratory therapists go out and have cigarettes. Then when I was outside, he called the supervisor who then called our director of nursing. Oh my God. Okay. 
As soon as I got back inside, I was told I had to leave and was escorted from the building. I was told that what I did was unacceptable and there could, there would be a hearing with HR. Ooh, Vader's been in those hearings. I'll tell you that much. Can they seek legal actions against me? I don't even care at this point if they fire me. I just don't want to lose my license. If I lose my nursing license, I'm 50,000 in debt with student loans and have no way to provide for my family. I don't know what I should do next. Now she put an update on here, but first I want to stop and talk to you guys about this. Okay, how many people might have been in a similar situation where they're being attacked by a patient and their instinct is to defend themselves? How do we teach women to defend themselves when men attack them? You punch square in the nuts, right? This person did what they're conditioned and instinctually driven to do, which is defend themselves. Now, here's how I see this situation. This female nurse was placed in a position of risk by a male superior. She complained and asked for more help and was denied. When the patient grabbed her and started kicking and punching, she did what most people ought to instinctively do, and that's defend themselves. Is that correct in this setting? Well, we can argue about that because we have a vulnerable patient who's not in their right mind. It turns out later it was clear in her comments that you know this is not a patient who's doing this volitionally, but is is you know demented or what have you, and uh, is now you know uh, uh, has this event happen. The male superior then, of course, reports, as it's probably appropriate to report these events, right? And the next thing you know, she's in trouble. She's escorted off the property and is now terrified that all her hard work, her loans, and everything are at risk because if she loses her nursing license, she can't practice. So this is pretty terrifying. Now, Cecilia Armstrong pretty much nailed it. Get a lawyer from nursing insurance. Now, I don't know how nursing insurance works, but get a lawyer is probably the first thing you should do. She went to our, you know, the Reddit legal advice. You need real legal advice. And on top of that, you need to talk to risk management at the hospital. On top of that, um, you need to document everything that happened as soon as it happens, ideally in the chart, if you can't do it in the chart, keep your own notes and documentation with names and everything. Um, and, you, you know, it, look, Aaron Dunn says it. Would someone be held to the same standard in a different pr- profession? No. If you were a postal worker and someone hit you and you punched them in the nuts, you'd be held up as a hero of self-defense, right? Now, again, the people who are hitting you aren't necessarily demented patients in a hospital that are known problems. Here's my take. You, it's not about having to sell, you know, self-defense. It should never have gotten to that point. There should have been enough staffing, enough resources, enough support from the, from the management and the superior nurse in that case to prevent this from have ha- having happened or to have enough staff to restrain the patient so that no nut punching has to occur. Am I right? It should, th- there should never have been a situation where this was, was, uh, uh, that was conducive to this happening. That's the, that's the problem. Now, let's be honest. Our hospitals are now full of the most acute, sick, combative patients. The acuity level in hospitals have gone through the roof because now we're managing so much stuff as an outpatient. So, in general, nursing acuity has gone sky high in inpatient facilities. And so as a result, we're putting everybody 
in a crucible, asking them to do more and more with less and less, right? You know, we did this show the other day about using a telehealth solution to try to offload some of that, but that alone isn't an answer. You need appropriate staffing. You need appropriate training of the staff. You need appropriate security. You need appropriate guidelines, training, resources, tools, and autonomy so people can keep themselves safe in healthcare uh, scenarios. And you need a zero tolerance policy and litigation, criminal litigation, when a patient in their right mind or a patient's family attacks healthcare staff. We've talked about this again and again and again. You should not have to punch a patient in the nuts. But if you do, what happens? Let's read on. So here's her update. HR called me with the DON and the lady who hired me, who is a legal nurse now. They said they're definitely not pressing charges as far as police go, and that will not be an issue. <laughs> Thank God you're not going to jail. Jesus. Um, they also said that their lawyer told them that this may not even be a board reportable offense. The HR lady said she honestly didn't think it was reportable, but that she, still, she was still waiting to hear back from corporate's risk management team and that they will let me know more tomorrow. I told them I was assaulted and reacted out of reflex and self-preservation. They said that the patient's wife was sympathetic and sorry that he hurt me. So that tells you something about the general behavior of the patient. Doesn't excuse hitting a patient, but there's a self-defense argument here, right? Um, they said that, uh, let's see, uh, I told them I had multiple photographs of the bruising on my arm and that I showed my arm immediately after to the other staff. That seemed to make them hesitate a bit. They said they will contact me again tomorrow to let me know where they were, and until then I'm suspended without pay. They said this is something that they've never had to deal with before and wanted to make sure they took the correct steps. Oh, I bet others have had to deal with it. And I, I wonder even if they've had to deal with it before. At this point, I hope they just fire me and leave the boards out of things. I can find another job farther away from confused and violent people. Maybe a nice doctor's office job or maybe a change to telenursing. I definitely do not ever want to have to see or work with that male nurse again. Okay, so here. Now we have a situation where this nurse is traumatized, where she's now afraid to do bedside stuff, where she's clearly frustrated and scared and doesn't know what to do. And how was this all set up? Probably by the, the superior in the room who did not listen to the concerns of this nurse. And she's asking for more help. He's saying no. When something goes wrong, instead of taking responsibility, this is what happens. Now, yes, it has to go through risk management. I'm very happy that the patient's wife was notified and they didn't try to cover this up because that would have been a disaster and unethical and immoral. So it's good that family was brought in. Hopefully an apology was given because that's appropriate. Um, so, you know, again, this is a really illustrative case. Now, here's another thing. I'm not sure I would have gone to Reddit with this because they can figure out what's going on. You have to be really careful. So my advice, if this happens to you, is number one, make sure you get good legal counsel using whatever you have insurance, whatever it is. Talk to risk management, communicate, all right, and document everything. The second thing is try not to hit a patient. Probably not a good thing. I know she didn't intend to do this. I know she's acting in self-defense. Unless, you know, you really feel like your life's in danger, in which case, in which case, 
I can't say this, but I would say you need to do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. Okay. You got kids, you got responsibilities, you got a life to protect. Many, many, many people in healthcare give up their own personal needs to take care of others and they should not. You have to take care of yourself. I've said this before when I talked about the obesity crisis in nursing. Now there's a suicide crisis in nursing, which we're gonna talk about on another show, recent uh, articles that have come out about this. If we don't take care of ourselves, we cannot take care of others. Let's read some comments. Um, the administration is responsible for mitigating things, yes, but they're also responsible for supporting their staff. Aaron Dunn, exactly. Now let me pull up your comments on the iPad so I can see them better because this little phone is a little difficult. Uh, meanwhile, I'll read that. So unfair, I'm sorry she's having to go through this. Lori uh, Coralt, who's a supporter. By the way, if you're not a supporter, you suck. All the best conversations we have are on the supporter page. It's $4.99 a month, dude. It's not that hard, and it clears out all the riffraff. There's no anti-vaxxers. There's no garbage, and we can talk hella smack. So usually I'm going live there because the main page can get to be a zoo with the anti-vaxxers and the crazy people that show up and the buttholes. Um, recent case in Australia, a guy high on uh, God knows what properly proper assaults of paramedic, 18 months community service, Fuck that to the moon, Melinda Cannell. I'm with you on all of that. I will never allow myself to be trapped and beaten by a demented, uh, beaten by a demented patient again. It ruined my life. I'm still working, and I will stand up and defend myself and others in this situation. Suzanne uh, Tillotson, and you know it's hard to argue with you, Suzanne. But you should have been never put in a position like that in the first place. Very hard. It's very hard to, with with patients that aren't in their right mind. With psychiatric patients, we need better resources, better training, better support. But the patients themselves are going to do crazy shit because that's part of the disease process. It doesn't mean you you know condone it, but it means that you, we have to have some compassion. These people are also like not in their right mind. And um, it's very, it can be a, a, a unique form of suffering for them to be in a position where they feel like they have to attack, right? Why is that going on? And again, I, I, I'm not trying to lessen anybody's suffering in this. I'm, I'm saying the patient is suffering too. Um, thank you for the stars, Manika Thompson. For those who don't know, you can send these little stars. It's a way to support the show. I deeply appreciate it. Um, Sandra Bradfield says, it, who sent stars, it's a big concern on our psych unit. Thankfully, we have staff who do their best to avoid confrontation. And there's de-escalation and there's awareness and there's um, ways to deal with that. They're not perfect, but we at least have to provide our staff with that. Uh, my wife recently had to go through that training at the VA because she's um, credentialed at the VA, even as a radiologist, and said it was actually very useful, the de-escalation training that they had. Um, thanks for the stars, Brittany Stone. Um, let's see, uh, Eric uh, Kincaid-Sharp uh, says, that's why I always carry a lightsaber. No one is going to mess with me. I'm with you on that, and so is Lord Vader. We don't get paid enough for what we deal with, Jody Wilson. That I agree with. No one gets paid enough to deal with that shit. Um, I have PTSD and I've been through a lot of therapy to get me back to work after some close calls as a sitter in the past, Nancy Cardoza. It can be scary. Uh, and um, the long lasting trauma from that can be real. So listen, I think what I want you guys to do, uh, if you can't become a supporter uh, and support the show that way, is I want you to share this video uh, with anyone you can. And what it does is it's gonna raise awareness because here's the thing, when individuals, I get a lot of messages, hey Z, uh, what, 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 what can I do? This happened to me at work, I feel like I have no voice. 
Get your homies, your colleagues to stand with you and speak with one voice. When one individual in a hierarchical organization where it's a top-down power structure speaks up, they get beaten down. When everybody speaks up, the people above have no choice but to listen. One way to speak up is to do the simple act of sharing a video like this and saying, I agree with what he's saying. We should all stand together and say, we need better tools, resources, and autonomy to deal with this. We need to deal with um, violence against healthcare providers in, in a effective, aggressive, and supportive way. And we haven't done that so far because we're all struggling, right? So that being said, uh, thanks to all my supporters. Thanks to people who sent stars. And uh, we out. Peace. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.